Welcome to ContenderCast, a leadership conversation centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. It's the ContenderCast. Justin Hahnemann here, and we're shining a light on bright ideas today. We're talking photos, cameras, taking pictures, photo shoots, photography, and my guest today is amazing, Marianne McGinley. Marianne, it's awesome having you on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad to be here. Totally. I, I, I'm so excited about this one because I've lived this. I, I think I and many others have like have faced the challenge that you're solving with Local Photo. And before we, I t- give it away, why don't you share with everyone what Local Photo is and how you decided to launch this company? Sure. So Local Photo is a freelance photography marketplace that's modernizing how people find, book, and pay photographers. So you can easily go online and search for a photographer by your vicinity and see all of their portfolio, their approach to photography, or send them a booking request, establish a shoot, and then they send you digital photos. Right. So, I mean, like all of us, I mean, I think everyone listening at some point has said, do you know someone that is a good photographer? Or like, (laughs) I mean, I'm not kidding. I bet weekly on my Facebook feed, I see someone looking for a good photographer. And I happen to know a couple, but they're maybe not always in the right area or available and whatnot. But I just think this is such a cool idea to match up people needing a good local photographer with people's in the ratings, you know, photographers that have ratings and feedback and see some of their work. Thank you. Thank you. And, you know, for me, like, I thought that it must exist, right? Right, surely. Right. I mean, I feel like everybody has this problem at some point. I thought, no, like, this must exist. But I live in Baltimore. And so I thought, well, it's probably just not here yet. We're a small city, but it's got to be in New York. It's got to be in San Francisco. It's got to be somewhere already. And I searched around for it, and I couldn't find it. And the impetus was that I was a relatively new mom at the time. And I I had wanted a, a maternity shoot when I was pregnant, of course. and I couldn't find somebody to, to to do this. It was the middle of winter, so it had to be in like a studio environment, and I was looking around, and the prices were outrageous. We couldn't do anything in our house because we were renovating at the time. Oh, my gosh. And so we ended up hiring a friend of ours who is a good photographer, but he doesn't do it professionally. He doesn't charge for it. We just We gave him a restaurant gift card. <laughs> and nice. That's Good. And, you know, right, we snuck into some art museums and took pictures, not pictures, and, and it was, it was, um, it worked out okay, right? But then after my child was born, and I want to capture all these milestone moments, like, I, I felt like I should be able to find a photographer. Why is Absolutely. this so impossible? Absolutely. And at that point, I think the, the pain point had gotten, had grown to the point that I, I recognized the need for, for a solution. Well, I love it because I just see the need. It's like so obvious. And yet it, it's like, like you said, who else is doing it out there? And if there were someone already doing it so well, wouldn't, you, know, you wouldn't be seeing yeah. the requests from your friends and family asking for a photographer. I know. You know, I think we just get complacent. We we have uh, smartphones that have decent enough cameras built into them. So how often do we just, you know, take a headshot, ask someone to take a picture of us in front of a blank wall and call That's it a headshot? True. That's very true. Right? <laughs> That's very true. All right. But hold on, Marianne, you jumped right. I love that you told shared it with everyone what local photo is all about. But you went to school at Vanderbilt. So you, you're, you're undergrad math and art history. Then you're working at Procter and Gamble, a company we all know and love. And then, how did you decide, though? You know what? I'm going to do. I'm going to start a business, and I'm going to start a business in the space. 
<laughs> You've done your homework on me. Yeah. Um, so, so yes. So um, my life has sort of always been at the intersection of of art and business. Um, oh. At one point, I was standing at a at a fork in the road, deciding whether to get my MFA or my MBA. Wow. Um, and I took this continuing studies art class. It was a painting class, yep. and. And it was so subjective. <laughs> I felt like I couldn't keep up with like the rest of the class. Like I'm a good painter, but I'm not that good at a painter, I think, to make it into my life. Got it. And so I decided, okay, MBA. And so I went to the <laughs> University of Wisconsin, nice. got my MBA, and from there landed a job with Procter and Gamble. And it it was it was amazing for me. Wow. Um, PG trains marketers so well. Like oh, no PNG, doubt. No uh, doubt. One of the best brands in the world. Yep. Yeah, a whole family of brands Absolutely. under PNG's umbrella. And so I had always had entrepreneurship on on within my vision. Um, it was something that I always wanted to do, but I felt like if I could take the learnings from a bigger company and apply them to a smaller business, that I'd feel I'd feel more confident, you know, in my ability to do that. And I really couldn't come up with a good idea. I was in business school and trying to think about um, like the, a good the company to start, yeah. You're right. Like, wh- what what problems can I solve in the world? And my life was just so damn perfect back then <laughs> that I I had zero need states, right? Wow. And then you become a parent, and all of a sudden your need states things explode, change. That's right. Options, right? And so this this came to me at just it was a good time, um, and and I felt like there was a big market opportunity, and it was something that I could really get passionate about because. I had always been interested in art. And so for me, the opportunity to get to support artists through my business um, and then also relate back to, you know, helping people who are looking for photographers. A lot of them are moms, you know, or young professionals or small business owners. And now I'm each of those things. So I can directly relate to my core client base. No question. Plus you're providing a service for them, right? So the moms that are photographers as well as those that need photographers. It's very, very, very cool. Exactly. I, yeah. I love that. All right. So you decide you're going to start this business. And by the way, I think you made an interesting point there. And a lot of people listening, I'm sure have felt this way. It's like, I really want to start my own business, but I don't know what the idea is, or I don't know what product, or I don't know what service to offer. And like, yeah, I want to have my own company, but I don't know what it would be. So pretty cool. You figured that out. Yeah, just give yourself time. You will have problems in your life <laughs> that will motivate you to start a business. <laughs> That's right. All right. So you decide to start the business. So you talked about the process from you know decision to do it to going live with the the, the solution. Sure. So it was the summer of 2015 that I came up with this idea for local photo. It finally dawned on me that this was the solution that I needed. And really it was because I was chatting with a friend of mine who needed a photographer in a completely different location from where she lived and she had no starting point. And so then it just hit me, okay, like this centralized booking platform should exist. Why does it exist? And then I started coming up with um, all of the elements that I'd want to include in the platform. I reached out to a couple of photographers who I had found locally and had them help sort of co-design various elements of the site. And that was, that was a cool process. And my former manager at Procter and Gamble had started up her own company and had highly recommended to me this amazingly talented graphic designer, as well as her, um, very, very capable developer. And so I met with both of these people and 
personalities clicked. They're more than capable. And I just hit go. Yes, let's do this. And so that that really expedited things for me because I was still working full time while getting this business started. And I was working on this, you know, in the evenings, late at night, and then on the weekends while I had, you know, my my toddler at the time. Yeah. And and my yes, my full-time working job and my toddler. And then I was pregnant and I thought maternity leave was going to be a great time for me to be working. Right. On Plenty of free time. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Regrettable. Right. Um, and so there was just so much actually happening within within my personal life that local photo was a part-time thing for me for quite a long time. And then my job situation also became shaky as Procter & Gamble looked to sell its beauty brands. I was working on the CoverGirl brand here in Baltimore. So, and I was still, I was thinking this is still a good side thing for me. I had moved into a consumer insights role. I loved my job. I love the people who I worked with. And it was a manageable job where I really felt like I could be working on local photo um, at, at night because I wasn't working on my day job at night as much. And so... I thought that this was this was going to be my course, you know, for the next like year and a half or something. And then my job moved to New York. <laughs> and you weren't um, moving to New York. Without a whole lot of incentive, right, <laughs> right? Without a whole lot of incentive for me to go with it. Right. And so I took a severance package and have been working on local photo since. I love it. Well, and it's really interesting too with your background. I mean, not many people are kind of that creative entrepreneur, big idea person and also math and consumer insights for example. It's nice that you have both sides of that. Yeah, I'd say it's it's a unique company. <laughs> yeah, it's helpful, um, right? You can bounce around where you need to be, whether it's in the finances or in the, the ideas. So, okay, let's talk about the solution. So you decide you're going to do it. You, you're doing it as a side hustle. Then it becomes more full-time. So how are you getting people onto the platform and you know building kind of that, 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 that um, environment, I'll call it, or the community? Yeah, so we officially launched in March of this year. Awesome. And... And yeah, thank you. Um, PR was really helpful to begin with. So we got some local PR. We're officially launched in Baltimore and we are expanding our photography, photo- photographer market down to DC and up to in the Philadelphia area. I also have a test market launched in Hawaii because I have a team. I saw there. some people in Hawaii on there. That's funny. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And what an amazing opportunity for a destination test market. It's very contained. It'll be great for us to be able to test out some marketing activities there. And so I'm reaching photographers through a variety of other social channels and then other platforms. Um, so Facebook, Instagram, those are wonderful because they're so visually centric and every photographer has an Instagram account. So I'm able to connect with them there to follow them, see what their you know interests are and meet up with some of them um, through my mom's group here. I got some people who are interested in doing some beta testing. And then Craigslist has actually been quite amazing. Wow. Um, there's a lot of photographers looking for gigs on Craigslist. And I haven't actually had much of a problem finding photographers. Um, as soon as I, you know, post a Craigslist ad, it's I've had a huge response. A big response. And then got I also it. got, yeah, I got in um, this this really cool article in Resource Magazine, which is a publication for creative professionals and a lot of photographers. And so um, after that article came out, I had photographers worldwide reaching out wow. um, and finding out when, when we're going global. So that's, <laughs> wow. that's a really, really that's cool very thing. cool. That's awesome. 
So well, altogether, and, I mean, it's still kind of small. Altogether, I have about 300 photographers who right. signed up with Local Photo, and many of them are still working through the process of completing their profiles. So I love it. So I was doing, you know, my research before today, and you know, I saw you, you search, book, shoot, and download. If you're thinking about it from a consumer perspective, so what makes it unique? Um, what makes the platform unique in your mind? So. I think what makes it most unique is that it's not homogenized. So every photographer can create his or her own packages. Oh, so very that, nice. Okay. That's, yeah. And anything that they want to do. So um, I'll get into that a little bit more, but so in, in summary, it's, it's mostly related to the aspects of their package, which are their session lengths, the number of images that you'd get out of the session, the turnaround time, and then the pricing. And then they can qualitatively describe those packages any other way that they want. But if you're searching for a maternity shoot or a newborn shoot, you know, they can explain qualitatively like whether they like to do props. And you'll see those things within their portfolios. Got it. That's We're really open nice. to both amateur and professional photographers and you know, we don't distinguish. We don't ask people to qualify themselves. Are you amateur or are you professional? Right, but I and, think that you'll see that come out within um, the pricing structure, and then in their portfolio of gallery. Sure, and then reviews, right, and then it can access downloads exactly. from there, which is really nice versus having to get them via email or Dropbox. Right, right. Um, yes, yeah, so we have a local photo gallery, but we also allow photographers to use their own galleries. Okay, many got photographers it. have their own way of working. So again, coming from my consumer insights background, I recognize there's certain behaviors that people are reluctant to want to change. And as a new business, we want to be able to support photographers' businesses. And, you know, we we eliminate the headaches of running a photography business. So there's no invoices, no contracts. So photographers can utilize local photo to manage their current client bookings if that will work out better for them. And new clients can find them on local photo simultaneously. Got it. And talk about the revenue model then. Sure. Well, one other thing I wanted to mention, the thing that I'm really excited about for local photo is we have a genre called adventure photography. Mm. And I think that a lot of people are really interested in experiences, right? No doubt. Um, And over material things now. And, And so... This gives people the opportunity. So say that you're in Hawaii and you want to go surfing or scuba diving to take a photographer along with you to to capture that experience. But I think that can also relate to urban experiences. So say that you are, you know, you're visiting a new city or maybe you're just taking a new adventure within your own city. Right. And you're going out with a group of friends. Well, why not book a photographer for the day and get some awesome photos of you, you know, doing something that's cool and with authentic emotions. And um, I think it's just, it's, it's a new way to experience photography while experiencing something else. That is very, very cool. I love it. All right. So I get yeah. that, which is awesome. And I love the adventure piece. I'm a big fan of that. Um, now talk about like, what's Revenue your financial model. model? Yeah. How does that look going forward? Sure. Well, local photo only makes money when photographers make money. And we think that's just the fair way of doing business. So it's, it's a relatively straightforward pricing model. So um, we take 3% from photographers packages and they establish all of their own package rates, and then a variable rate between 5 and 15% from clients. So clients will pay to use the service. We really want this to be a transparent service. If we were to charge photographers 20% and not charge clients anything, then that money would just be buried into the photographer package. So instead, we have photographers establish their rates and charge clients on top of that. Got it. Oh, that makes sense. 
I like it. Well, and and now, I mean, over time, I would guess too, you will have the opportunity to build in advertising, to build in sponsors, to build in promotions, et cetera, with you know others that play in the photography space. Yeah, I think there's a lot of other revenue stream opportunities for local photo, um, more related to perhaps the printing of photos. Ah, right? okay, yeah, that makes so sense. So I think I think a lot. Most people are not getting photos printed anymore, right? And <laughs> I know for me, the reason is because it's terribly inconvenient right. you know, to have to, you have to like, buy upload a printer, the somewhere else. Right, upload it somewhere else, have it mailed to you. Yeah, that's exactly right. right. But if it could be seamlessly integrated into our site, I think that that makes a lot of sense. I think it's, it's just, it's an added convenience for clients and it's an additional revenue stream for both local well, photos and the photographers. I love that. If you could like, just select the pictures, choose the size and have them mailed to you. I mean, that'd be pretty amazing. Yes, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right, so Marianne, talk about some of the big lessons learned um, in, in getting this going. I know you, you've you know worked on it a couple of years, and now you're live this year. So, what have been some of the big things you know for those that are out there thinking about starting their their you know full time gig? Yeah, well, I wish that I had taken a, a, a closer look at, to what the startup resources were within my local area ah, and okay. Baltimore is actually teaming with the resources. And I wish that I had um, just engaged earlier with some of the incubators and accelerators here. I think that I could have benefited from that in a lot of ways. I was using, you know, the service providers who were recommended to me by my, my friend and former colleague, but I think that I probably could have found some I other like resources little, or, yeah, or like yep. more resources and, and um, maybe a bit faster. Sure. Right. Um, and I probably could have found, um, you know, some more mentors along the way, those kinds of things. But I, um, so I would definitely recommend reaching out and finding out, you know, what incubators, accelerators and other startup resources are within your area. Sure. I love that one. That's a great one. And what about um, just in terms of building out the solution, getting it to market, what have been some of the early findings uh, as you've looked to build in different markets? Yeah, you know, it's it's still pretty new for us. Um, and so I'm trying to think, what are the biggest things? Well, I would think um, one of the biggest things is is awareness of the platform right getting building uh, awareness in new markets that you're maybe not in today where you don't know some of the photographers in that that space or whatnot but it's also the type of thing that could totally take off with, with word of mouth right yeah it could so i mean that's what i'm working on right now is building awareness and awareness not only within you know the baltimore area but then also down in dc and up to philadelphia and then out in hawaii so those are the things that i'm working through right now so i can't say necessarily have lessons learned yet because i'm actively uh, engaging in it. I love it. I, I mean, I think it's exciting. We're going to have you back on like in six or eight months and, and hear what more. Oh, I'd love to at. do a follow up. <laughs> totally. That would be a blast. Well, um, for our listening audience that is very interested in your platform, your service, your solution, and, and knowing you, how can they find you? How do they engage with you? Certainly. So check out local photo, L O K A L P H O T O dot com, localphoto.com. And um, you can check us out on Instagram. We are local photo again, local photo with a K. Yeah, I love the branding, um, by the way. I know you're a brand person. I love that. I love the branding. What I about the branding do you like? I like the K. Look, you like the local K. Photo. It kind of rhymes, it easily flows. I mean, I love it. It's easy to remember. 
Good. Yeah, Great. Really cool. All the things I would like. <laughs> yes. Well, I'll say I'm not an alt spelling kind of person. And so it took me a little while to embrace the K. But when it came to domain name availability right. and, of course, trademarking, the K is <laughs> is um, advantageous. No doubt. And and it was certainly a lot cheaper than than trying to buy the localphoto.com <laughs> yeah no i think this is really great well marianne it's been awesome having you on the podcast thanks so much for coming on yes thank you so much for having me all right i look forward to doing a follow-up absolutely the contender cast is powered by symmetrics group and the bundle idea group you can download additional contender cast episodes directly via the apple itunes app store the google play store Spotify, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the ContenderCast, connect with us at contenderbrands.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender. Contender.